Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the December 20th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy Podcast, sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. Today's broadcast will take a look at a broad range of pricing trends which are in the news today. We'll also be looking at our key weekly indicators that will give you a sense of where the electrical economy may be headed in the coming weeks. These indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, freight railcar traffic, the Baker Hughes rate count, oil prices, copper prices, and steel prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy series of podcasts from 2021. We're delighted to be working with Champion. For the week ending December the 11th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted unemployment claims was 206,000. That's an increase of 1,800 from the previous week's revised level. The unemployment rate for November is at 4.2%. That's a pretty low level historically. There were 10 states that had decreases of at least 1,000 in unemployment claims for the week ending December the 11th. They are New York with a decrease of over 8,100 claims, Texas, which was down 4,689, North Carolina down 4,489, Wisconsin logged a decrease of 3,108, Oregon came in with an increase of 2,010. The other states with increases of over 1,000 were Washington, with 1,566 fewer claims, the state of Michigan with 1,271 claims less, Minnesota was down 1,192, Arkansas was down 1,185, and Indiana was down 1,092 fewer claims. Relatively few states had increases of at least 1,000 claims for the week ending December the 11th. Those six states were Missouri up 7,123 claims, Kentucky up 3,594 claims, Virginia up 3,111 claims, California up 1,965 claims, Illinois up 1,079 claims, and the state of Nebraska up 1,064 claims. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic because it's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR, which publishes this data weekly at www.aar.org. For the week ending December the 11th, total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 513,366 carloads and intermodal units. That's down 6% compared with the same week last year. Total carloads for the week ending December the 11th were 239,029. That's up 0.3% compared with the same week in 2020. Weekly intermodal volume was 274,337 claims, containers, and trailers, which is down 10.9% with that week a year earlier. For the first 49 weeks of 2021, U.S. railroads reported cumulative volume of 11,368,512. That's up 6.8% for the same point last year. Once again, it was petroleum and petroleum products as the only category with a year-to-date increase. It came in with a 3.9% decline compared to last year's figures at the same time. Metallic orders and metal had a 23.7% increase and coal had an 11% increase. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count. It tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating today. The data is available by state, 
by Basin and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of these large plays are in Texas and Oklahoma and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in the Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. Let's break out the drilling activity by state. While the cumulative increase in oil activity over the past 12 months has been significant, the weekly data continues to show minimal increase on a national basis. The total U.S. rig count is up 233 rigs to 579 operational rigs. About 40% of all those rigs are in Texas. This pie chart gives you a pretty good feel for which states account for most of the drilling activity. After Texas is commanding share, the other states have a much smaller portion of the pie. New Mexico with 89 rigs, Louisiana with 49 rigs, and Oklahoma with 48 rigs stand out. Now let's take a look at the year-over-year -year changes on the basin level. The Permian Basin has 114 more rigs operating now than it did at this time last year. It accounts for about 50% of all current drilling activity. The other large basins are the Haynesville Basin in Texas and Louisiana and the Eagle Ford Basin in Texas. These basins add to Texas' stronghold on all the drilling activity. The Haynesville Basin has 47 rigs operating. Eagle Ford comes at 44. The Marcellus region comes in at 29. Williston region comes in at 27. County of Woodford in Oklahoma comes in at 25. Some of the smaller basins are the TJ Niobra Basin, Utica, Granite Wash, Arcoma Woodford, and Ardmore Woodford. Now let's take a look at the oil prices for West, West Texas Intermediate. They bounced off a recent bottom late last week and were moving back toward their 50-day moving average until Monday the 20th of December when Omicron fears sent tremors and shook up the financial markets and helped push the daily WTI price down to $66.35 a barrel. Economists like to call copper Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future economic activity because it's used in so many different industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets because of its use in wire cable and copper plumbing pipe. Economists look for rises in copper prices as a sign of inflation. Spot copper prices on Monday, December 20th were about $4.30. That's near their 50-day moving average, $4.29. They have not been below the $4 per pound range since early April. Now let's take a look at steel prices, which have been steadily climbing since September 2020. Steel prices for hot rolled coil steel are off their peak of mid-year, but they remain below their 50-day moving average, which is tracking right around $1,500 per ton. They're still double what they were at this time last year, according to data from macrotrends.net. There's so much volatility in electrical product pricing right now that I want to discuss this, the latest data for some of the 20 electrical product groups that electrical marketing covers in its electrical price index. This is normally data that's only available to subscribers to an electrical marketing newsletter, but I wanted to offer a little holiday gift for all the listeners out there. The cost of an annual subscription for this date, this and other market trends data is 90, only $99 a year, and it includes historical monthly data for the electrical price index going all the way back to the 1990s. You can subscribe to electrical marketing at www.electricalmarketing.com. After a respite last month, electrical marketing's electrical price index increased 1.7% in November. It now stands at 16.7% above its November 2020 market. 12 categories were up above 1% increase for a monthly change, which is actually is quite a bit historically. The, the largest increases were in motors at 6.4%, lamps up 5.8%,
conduit fittings up 5.1%, ballast up 5%. Other areas with, with large increases include non-metallic conduit up 4.4%, power wire and cable up 3.2% for the month of November. Boxes were up 3.2%, generators also up 3.2%, pole line hardware up 3.1%, and telephone equipment up 2.1%. We haven't seen year-over-year -year changes like what's going on right now since we first started publishing the electrical price index in the 1990s. 16 product groups had year-over-year -year increases of more than 10%. The biggest changes were in Poland hardware up 46.4%, ballast up 43%, conduit fittings up 40.8%, boxes up 40%, power wire and cable up 38.2%, non-metallic conduit up 36.5%, building wire up 30.2% and telephone equipment up 25.1%. Other categories showing increases on a year-over-year -year basis over 10% were motors up 16.6%, metal conduit up 16.3%, lamps up 14.7%, residential lighting up 13.9%, generators up 11.9%, fasteners up 10.6%, and switchgear up 10.3%. That wraps up things for today's podcast. Special thanks to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series this, for this year. If there's any other type of economic data you'd like to cover in the podcast in the future, give me a call at 913-461-7679 or email me at jlucy at endeavorb2b.com. Our next presentation will be on Monday, January the 10th. Until then, happy holidays. Hope you have a healthy and happy time with your family over the next couple weeks. And we'll have a chance to chat on Monday, January the 10th. Take care.